0: Hi, this is Sarah Levandusky with Advantages Magazine, and welcome to our latest podcast. I'm joined today by Logan Altman, the Director of Customer Experience at Doing Good Works, a distributorship in Irvine, California. Doing Good Works is featured in the cover story for the November issue of the magazine, which spotlights companies in the promo industry that give back to the community in different ways. Now, Doing Good Works was also second on Council's list this year of the fastest growing distributors in the industry, with a sales increase of 702% between 2016 and 2018. And Logan is here today to discuss his company's charitable mission to give back to the foster care system and fostered youth. So, Logan, thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Sure. So let's jump right in and talk about the backstory on Doing Good Works. How was it established, and how did the foster care system come to be its main focus?
1: Well, Doing Good Works was born out of the idea that you don't have to reinvent the wheel to be able to have businesses do good. It was the idea that we could take existing business models and existing uh, verticals that are ripe for disruption and able to make a difference without being a nonprofit and having to rely on the grants and donations. So Doing Good Works began with two individuals who came out of the for-profit world who said, we need to do more than just, you know, honestly grow up the ladder in corporate America. Um, And the reason foster care was so near and dear uh, to both of those individuals was that uh, one of the individuals came from, uh, was adopted, but unfortunately his siblings were not. And the other one, his wife was a CASA, or a court-appointed special advocate. Um, That is an individual who uh, advocates on behalf of a young person in foster care, makes all of the executive decisions uh, regarding education, housing, all of that stuff. So both of them started to get an idea as to the challenges that the current individuals in the foster system face, as well as those that have aged out of the system. And the glaring statistics have not changed over the course of the last 30 years, with 75% of prison inmates having been in the foster system, 50% of all individuals who are experiencing homelessness have been in foster care. And one of the ones that is the most staggering to myself is that only 3% of individuals that have aged out of foster care will ever graduate with a four-year university degree. Wow. Um, and that is, that is a huge issue society-wise, um, with the cost being around $63,000 for every homeless individual um, that, that has aged out of the foster system that's not in any kind of workforce. Um, so the statistics not changing over the last 30 years Um, our co-founders, Scott and Jordan, came together and said, that that's unacceptable. We have to do something about it if nothing is going to change. So Doing Good Works was born out of the idea of thinking, how can we be for-profit, and how can we have a social mission, and what is an industry that we could use that is recession-proof, and whether you're a small nonprofit or a Fortune 500 company, you're going to need it. And it was quickly... discovered that the promotional and ad specialties industry, uh, you know, being over $20 billion, was a great industry that was ripe for disruption, ripe for some corporate social responsibility, and almost turning those dollars into give-back dollars without folks having to spend more to do good. So that's really why Doing Good Works came to focus on promotional products, was simply because there was a lot of of value that could be added to the marketing dollars without companies needing to find a way to write a check or do a beach cleanup. It all focuses around using things that everybody already needs, but maybe taking a little bit of the profits and and embedding it into a social cause.
0: Right. That's really well said. So now you told me that you operate on what your company calls the 10-20-30 model. Can you tell us how that
1: works? That, That is correct. So, the ten twenty thirty model was really an idea to kind of share about how our impact is made as a company. So to start off, the 10% of our corporate profits are donated to those that are serving in the critical needs of young adults in, say, their pursuit of higher education, job development, independent living, and workforce training. So diving into that. Um, we work a lot with colleges and universities and each quarter doing good works reviews, profitability within our, uh, our collegiate system and determines how much we're able to, to throw back to the college's uh, foster care programs. Um, on top of that, we hold workforce development workshops. We assist in um, resume building courses. We actually have a wonderful partnership with uh, a company called Sodexo Magic. They are the staffing company for Disneyland here in Southern California. And so when they come to us and say, hey, we have a need for these specific jobs, they will ask us, and we will be able to employ from those who have been in, impacted from foster care. Um, it's been incredible watching the folks over at Disney have some interaction with, with the youth. It's been great because it's been a wonderful job creation, and, and the individuals get to have a fun time. They, you know, maybe somebody wants to work at the back end of Starbucks at Disney um, or whatever they so see in hospitality. So it really is uh, leveraging the opportunity to work in a wonderful group uh, you know, with Disney um, and finding the perfect job for those individuals. So long story short, 10% of all of our corporate profits go back to helping to uh, fund the mission side of things. The 20% is more or less our employees' time being spent volunteering in the community or mentorship with other employees in the company to learn things like job skills, leadership, and a growth mindset. And then 30% of our workforce is direct hires from the foster community who may be employed in sales roles, customer service roles, data analytics jobs, and any other areas of our enterprise. So our whole makeup is we're not just advocating on behalf of these individuals that have been impacted by foster care, but we're also hiring them. Um, And I have to say they're some of the most resilient individuals who are out to, to prove to not only themselves, but the world that, hey, we're worth it. We can hold a job. We can Succeed, And I kid you not, they're the hardest working individuals in our organization. They're not afraid to pick up a phone and make cold calls and tell their story about why you need to buy a pen mm-hmm. uh, because you're making a social impact. But they're also quick learners. Uh, the the downside of of being in the foster system is that you often have to rely on your fight-or-flight mentality. So they're very quick at problem-solving, and they want to be able to help to contribute in in so many ways that more often than not, individuals who have not been impacted by foster care don't think. So 30% of doing the work is built upon the individuals in the foster system working internally with us.
0: That's wonderful. And do you find that clients are attracted to your business model because they want their dollars to do some good? I mean, has this really been a differentiator for you guys?
1: It's been a huge differentiator. So um, the reality is the world is shifting towards a corporate social responsibility movement. Individuals are demanding that businesses have some kind of social impact. So uh, whether they are a nonprofit that have their own social causes or they're a corporation that says, hey, we'd like to find a way... um, to have a, a built-in model of corporate social responsibility, um, we find that as long as the product and the service is as good as thing else out, out there in the industry, that they have a competitive reason to want to purchase because they know their dollars are going to a social impact. So it's a huge reason that businesses want to even begin working with us in the first place, knowing that their dollars that they have to spend or they've got budgets for are making a huge difference in, in the community, in their current uh, employee engagement levels, and so on and so forth. So very attracted to the, to the overall business model with the idea of not having to spend more to do good.
0: And why is it so important for companies to leverage their dollars and their voices to give back to the larger community? What kind of power do they have to do that?
1: So it's super, super important because they are the players in this world. I mean, one of the crazy statistics is that 90% of millennials will not engage with a company regardless of what they do unless they have a social mission. So knowing that the, the millennials and the Gen Zs are starting to drive and dictate the future economy, what they're demanding is what companies have to start incorporating into their into their business model and, to, and into their mission. So they're going to have to learn, and, and I think they're doing a great job, but um, really building it into the, the the core of the company that give back is part of a day-to-day operation, that it's not a one-time thing. It's not, like I said, it's not a beach cleanup that happens once a year or a sure. check that's written to a nonprofit one time. It's how are, how are the employees feeling that daily we are making a social impact? How are our shareholders feeling that daily we're making a social impact. So it's almost you have to get on the train or you're going to be be forgotten as the wave of corporate social responsibility dictated by the millennial and Gen Z generation drive forward. So that's why it's super crucial that it becomes a huge proponent for those companies and they're voicing it to their shareholders because it really builds off the engagement. It gets everybody excited. Um, I I know from my own experience working with organizations uh, that have Said, whoa, my, my mugs or my t-shirts are making a huge social impact, I have to share this with everybody. We're going to blast it on social media. We're going to blast it out to all of our staff. We're going to put something in their cubicles talking about the give back that's going on. And it gets everybody excited while helping to satisfy the consumer's buying habits in the future with how, how the millennials and Gen Zs are, are choosing to purchase and use their dollars.
0: Wonderful. Well, thanks, Logan, and be sure to check out the November cover story of Advantages in print and online at ASICentral.com. Thanks for listening.